Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Rihanna Dinsdale is a Queensland artist who released her debut album Beginnings in 2021. She now has a very catchy earwormy new single called Chasing Boys. Hi, Brianna. Hi, Sophie. Thanks for having me. I've been tapping my toes and nodding along to this song. It's great. Um, But I'm not going to start talking about the song. I'm actually going to start talking about your recent activity, which includes supporting the Wolf Brothers on tour. How was that? Oh, my gosh. I... Uh, it was the most mind-blowing experience. I still, like, can't stop smiling every time I think about it. I've been a fan of the Wolf Brothers for years and years now um, and have always seen them play live and have just never even thought about supporting them or anything like that. Like, I just thought they were so out of our league, whatever. Like, just be a fan first. I'm always a fan first and fangirl of theirs. And then my dad calls me one day when I was down in Tamworth at the Academy and he was just like, I've just got a, I've got a support slot um, for the band. They're for like this country duo. Like, I don't know. They're not that big. And I was like, oh, whatever, let's do it. He's like, yeah, the Dog Brothers or something. And I was like, the Dog Brothers? Who are the Dog Brothers? And then he said it was the Wolf Brothers. And I like broke down and I was swearing and my mom's on the phone. And I was like, sorry, mom, like I don't swear. But this was one of those things. But it was honestly the most, yeah, incredible experience. Tom and Nick are the nicest guys ever. And it was just. I still pinch myself. It was so fun. So cool. Well, and also wonderful that, you know, they approached you. So obviously, you know, they because they could have their pick of support artists. They've obviously you know, made their choice. Yeah, it was very special. Very, very special. And um, were the crowds rowdy? I often think with the Wolf Brothers show, the crowds can probably get a little rowdy. <laughs> they definitely were. Both crowds. We played, so we opened for two shows and both crowds. They were so different. Um, but all of them like packed right up to the front of the stage. It was just a mosh at both gigs. And the, yeah, they just are so excited. They love the Wolf Brothers, as does anyone. They're so good. Yeah, so, they are. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. They're very good live. Yes. But it must be a surreal moment when you've been a fan for years to get that call and and think, what? Like, is it really me? <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I As you can tell, every time someone asks me about it, I just go, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I just, it was just so surreal and yeah, uh, fan first. Or I love, oh my gosh, I can't. It's so cool. Yeah, no, they are a phenomenal live band. I remember seeing them uh, years ago now on Peel Street at Fanzone mm-hmm. and they played three songs, as everyone tends to like around three songs at um, Fanzone, but it was like a stadium-sized sound. I remember thinking, oh, that's why these guys are so popular. They have brought the stadium sound onto a small stage in the middle of a street in the middle of the day. Absolutely. Yeah, they're such performers and entertainers and came away from those shows with such inspiration to um, the band and I just to, like, work even harder and perfect our craft on stage as entertainers and musicians because that's exactly what they, them and the band do in the Wolfies for sure. Yeah. So you mentioned being at the Academy and I imagine this was your Keith Urban scholarship that you were um, doing earlier this year. So how did that go? Yeah, it was, it was great. Another super surreal moment. Um, I always dreamed of going to the Academy from when I was probably like nine or 10 when I was doing competitions and it was always the big prize, but I never won any competitions, which is fine. And I'm still grateful for it. Everything happens for a reason. And 
um, when this whole scholarship opportunity came about for the academy, like supported by Keith's team, it was just like he's on my wall right there. And it, <laughs> I've got like a coaster of him. Like I'm a huge Keith fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just super full circle. And the academy was incredible. It was so, so good. Yeah. So you made some good connections by the look of your social media. You made a lot of friends or you reconnected with friends. A bit of both. Yeah. Made so many new friends and caught up with some people, even some acquaintances who I barely knew, but like really grew close to them. And uh, Mickey Pye was our group um, leader in my group and he was phenomenal. He was always teaching us lots of guitar theory and um, just how to be a great performer. And yeah, it was everything about the Academy. It was so like, mentally draining but mentally rewarding at the same time it was kind of training you for what the industry is like if you're going to go on tour those are how long your days are going to be and things like that so it was really good so the academy is the first couple of weeks of january or thereabouts and it's backing on to the tamworth country music festival and then i imagine the students all stay around for the festival so you're in tamworth pretty much for the whole of january yeah i was there from the 2nd of january until like the 25th or something like that it was a long time and it's the longest I've been without being near my parents or my sister. Like they came down for four days in total for Tamworth. But the rest of the time I was being a big girl. It was very scary. <laughs> I think I survived. I mean, I'm still here. So. You do look like you had fun. But we should, should yeah. point out your sister is also in, in your band. So it's yeah. logical for you to feel like you're missing her when you're playing music. Oh, yeah. She played a few little shows with me in Tamworth. But it was just so strange not having her there like I wish she was at the academy with me and like all these things she's like my best friend and but um yeah she's an incredible bass player um probably like I'm not being biased or anything if I saw her play live and she wasn't my sister I'd be like she's a really really good bass player like one of the best that I know so and she's 17 crazy how dare she I know (laughs) the rest of us Ash (laughs) But she plays bass on Chasing Boys, your new single. Um, So what sparked the writing of this song? Oh, well, I was, when I was writing the song, I was in a very confused mood. I was a few months out of a breakup and was just like, was hearing all these different things on how to get over a guy. And I was just like, no, I just can't do anything. I just, I just want to write a song. I just want to scream. Like, I'm just like going crazy. And so, like, I wrote the song and I was clearly in a cheeky mood as well because a lot of the lyrics are kind of cheeky. And it kind of sat on the shelf for ages. And then one day in band practice, I was like, I want to show you this song. And they were like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, oh, really? And so it just kind of went from there and just generated itself naturally. So, yeah, one of the songs I never thought would I would release, but here we are. Did you not think you'd release it because it was a bit cheeky? I Yeah, I think that was part of it. And then I also think... I just didn't think it was good enough. I just, um, I'm very picky with my songs. I have a lot of shelved songs that I haven't even shown my band or my dad or my mum. And I don't know, I wanted to show them this song because I was like, we can make it super country and I love super, super country songs. And so that's kind of what we did. And I think that's kind of what ended up leading me to put it out is because it's kind of different, but still got that modern twist to it where young listeners would like it, I think. I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it does because it does sound modern, but it's also a relatable theme. You know, yeah. a lot of people go through breakups and feel like they should be chasing boys, but the message is don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the producer you worked with was Louise Wheatley. Have you worked with her before? 
I have. She did my album and my first few singles and she's incredible. She is such a front woman in the studio. It's amazing to watch and she really inspires me and all the musicians that come in to work on it. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really special working with a female producer when I, I was creating lots of breakup music because um, mm-hmm. she kind of could understand me and maybe she went through that in the past but yeah she's like family to me her and her family are family to us so it's really special to be able to be in the creation process with her and the family yeah is she geographically close to you or did you have to travel to work with her no she's 20 minutes down the road so it's nice and handy (laughs) (laughs) go there anytime I want (laughs) and you're the band you play gigs with they played on the single by the look of the credits Yes, so um, I had two members of my band play on the song. I had my sister, Ashlyn, played bass, and then um, my lead guitarist, Jackson, played some of the guitar parts on there. And his dad was another musician on there, but Jackson's played um, on my music since the very beginning. And he's the same age and way more musically into it. I don't know the word. Music harder than me. I'm just like, play this. And I'll like say, it'll play it. And I'm like, there you go. That's perfect. <laughs> That's why he's a lead guitarist, but of course he's not a songwriter or, and he's not performing on songs. So everyone has their skills. Exactly. Yes. That actually does make me feel a lot better about myself. Thank you. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> I didn't say it to make you feel better about yourself because you should anyway, but I'm just, oh, you know, every, everyone does have their skill sets and Absolutely. it is. Yeah, and part of I mean the song is cheeky, yes, but I think you've always had this knack of of seeing things a bit differently as a songwriter in a cool way, in a in a sometime like not necessarily a left of centre way, but but having that perspective, but also keeping it in the song rather than thinking, oh no, I shouldn't say it that way. Yeah, I think I think with me, honesty is key and writing for me is the main thing I kind of do. Just writing with my when I'm writing solo mainly about a personal experience being true to myself and not twisting things just so it will appear to other people. Sometimes it does go down that lane, but when I'm in the songwriting process, sitting there on my bed, I'm just one with myself. So that's where the cheekiness came from because I was clearly just a bit ticked off by the whole situation. (laughs) (laughs) Did you feel that it kind of bubbled to a point where you had to get it out or had you set aside some time and thought, I'll just see what, what is here? Um, I think it, I think it was a bubble up, like it was just sitting there ready to come out that I was a bit angry because I was just sad. Every song I was writing was kind of sad or mellow. And so when I wrote this one, I was like, blah, 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 like just get it all out. And I'm pretty sure it was the last real personal breakup song I really wrote. I mean, there were more after it, but it was more just like, because I was familiar with it now. (laughs) This one was more from still in that heartache pain, which I feel like some people might not be able to tell from how upbeat it is you wouldn't think you would be really sad but I was <laughs> well except as you said there was it was a bit of anger in it and I think that's the driving force and yeah. it's there is this sense of, in it of of you being a little bit angry that you're not over it already I think was part yeah. of it yeah absolutely and songwriting is therapy and beware if you date a songwriter you're gonna get a song written about you at <laughs> least one it could be in my ex's situation there could be like 40 <laughs> Who knows? Well, that's that's a double album at least. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of songs. Yeah. Well, maybe you just had to write them to clear them out of the way so you can, you know, move on. Maybe that's it's songwriting is catharsis, I guess. It's just like a therapy technique as well. It is, definitely. And 
Um, there are days when I just like come home and I just don't know what to do. It's just been a really, 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 as you can tell, it's been a really busy day for me. My words aren't coming out right. And sometimes I'll just sit on my bed or sit at my keyboard and just write, even if it's just a verse, like just something, because I think, yeah, it is a form of therapy for us musicians. And I feel like even if you're not a songwriter, sometimes people come home and just play, just sing Hmm. and play because it's just really therapeutic. It is. Yeah. Or they put on a recorded song and sing along to it. Exactly. Yeah. So before you have new music coming out, do you feel more excited than nervous or is it always a nerve wracking sort of thing? Uh, I think it's different each song. So this one, I was extremely nervous, um, mainly because of the, I think it was the cheekiness that made me nervous because I'm like, so many people are going to hear this and it's like a bit exposing, but um honestly I'm fine now (laughs) like it's out there it's it's whatever if people like it they like it but um like when I released Irresistible Force like six or seven months ago I was also extremely nervous but nervous to the point where I was also excited because it was like my first big change from the Mm -hmm. album on that um and there was definitely more excitement to that than like there was still excitement for Chasing Boys absolutely it's so exciting to put a song out it's a dream living the dream that 12 year old Brianna wanted to do but it was more just like the fear of what everyone thinks which I just need to get over but that's my teenage brain still there oh look I think it's always there and in some ways when you're putting art out into the world it's it's normal and it's actually not a bad thing because it keeps you connected to the audience in a way because you're always thinking there's someone on the other side if you were just thinking oh well who cares no one's going to listen to it, then you're in danger of writing and creating only for yourself, which can then make you work a bit insular. Exactly, exactly. It's all, it's a mind game and I'm still wrapping my head around it and I probably will be the rest of my career. <laughs> well, that's quite all right, especially when you're writing songs like this. Now, you wrote this song on your own, but you've co-written in the past with people like Casey Barnes and Melody Moko. What do you enjoy about co-writing? Oh, co-writing is one of my favourite things ever. It's so fun um, while you're creating a piece of music you're also like catching up with a person like I feel like half the time when I'm doing a co-write we just talk most of the time <laughs> um but I, I think co-writing is one of the most magical things as a songwriter is just bouncing ideas and creating something that's never been created before and you've just created it it's it's really cool like I did a co-write with Bella McKenzie um last week oh. and we wrote this song and we were both shocked by the end of it. We were just like, did we just really write that? Um, because it, we feel like it was something we would hear on the radio and we would listen to. So we're like, oh, happy chappy. Like, oh, we just wrote a really cool song, but we'll probably listen to it in two weeks and be like, is this really that good? But we'll see. <laughs> it's just, my rides are always just, yeah, they're, oh, I love them. But sometimes it's hard when you're just so emotionally drained and you have no ideas to give. You feel like you're lacking, but then you have to remind yourself like, that you're there for a reason and if you weren't there the concept might not have happened or this line and the song might not have happened so even if like you're not contributing 70% of the song or 50% that 5% could be the make or break thing you know yeah right and so do you also find that having the other person there does force you to put a bit more energy into it if you are feeling low energy oh yeah um definitely especially in really big group settings sometimes one-on-one it could be a bit different it could just be like their ideas are flowing they're just going to put it all on paper but if you're in like a group setting of like four or five people in a room doing a co-write sometimes they will like be like come on Brianna like wake up what do you got um just because it's more of a 
chop and change kind of right when you're in a rotational situation from my experience, but could be different for everyone for sure. So you were at the the academy for two weeks. Did you find any new co-writing partners out of that? Yeah, um, I wrote a few songs with some Academy friends. I did one with Cheyenne Irwin, Wade Forster, um, and then I also wrote with Liam Kennedy-Clark and Lynn Botell on a track, um, which is, was super special to perform that one at the graduation concert. But I think the songwriting side of the Academy is so magical because everyone there, whether they write songs or not, they love country music and just bonding over different types of country music and putting it into song is super cool. Uh, and that's kind of what happened with this, these rights is I was, I did one country pop song, one traditional country song, one country Americana song. Like it was all over the place, but I loved it. It was so cool. <laughs> now you've also been partaking of TikTok. I've seen you. <laughs> um, are you enjoying TikTok or are you feeling more like, Oh, I have to be on there. <laughs> oh my God. I love TikTok. I, <laughs> I am a TikTok advocate. Some people go, oh, my God, I hate TikTok. I don't know how to work it. I was like, that's the issue. You don't know how to work it. Once right. you know how to work it, it's sweet sailing from there. It's just so much fun, and I feel like it's a mainly positive platform now. It used to be a bit chop and change, but now it's super positive. I'm feeling from the side of TikTok I'm on, I don't know, maybe there's a deep side that I'm not into, but um, I just love posting whatever. Like I'm going to Harry Styles tomorrow night and I'm going to like do a get ready with me because I think they're so fun and I love watching them and I'm like who knows maybe someone wants to watch one from me but probably not but I just make them because they're fun <laughs> everyone I know is going to Harry Styles for some reason you know I've obviously missed the memo on going to Harry Styles but I was, I was talking to a friend just this afternoon she's like oh I'm going to Harry Styles so I was going to Harry Styles I thought oh clearly this is just the thing <laughs> even my mom's coming <laughs> well he does appeal to many different people that's yeah. <laughs> so um is he only playing the one night in Brisbane or is it yeah it's at the Gold Coast which is oh, even it's a different kind of thing normally it's at Suncorp or something in Brizzy but it's down at the Gold Coast now so that'll be interesting yeah well it should be huge too if it's just the one night everyone will I'm so scared I feel like I'm gonna get trampled just walking into the stadium <laughs> <laughs> let's hope that doesn't emerge um, but I hope you enjoy Harry Styles and getting ready but it's interesting that you said um people not knowing how to work TikTok Maybe you should give a little TikTok tutorial to some musicians. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know if I would be able to do that. I'm still figuring it out. Like there's so many settings and effects and all these things. I normally just go record and edit and use the right hashtags and you're sweet. But apparently there's so much more to it, but I'm still learning. <laughs> if you're having fun, that's, yeah, that's all there is really. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so after you've recovered from Harry Styles, will you be looking ahead to um, to recording some more songs anytime soon? What are your plans for the next few months? Yeah, well, I actually don't know if I'll ever recover from Harry Styles. So, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm sure I will, but I feel like it's going to be strange. Waking up the next day, I'll be in like a fever dream, like, oh, my God, I just saw Harry Styles. Um but yeah, definitely going to record some more music. A main goal for this year is live performance and just getting around and playing and doing lots of original shows is my main thing. I'm very excited for that. But yes, got another release, hopefully in a few more months down the track. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm just like trying to focus on Harry Styles, to be honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> but do you feel, given that you are gigging and, 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 and looking for shows, do you feel like live music is back to where it was? In some ways I feel that people are more keen on seeing live music now. 
Yeah, I think people have learnt to respect it so much more than they did pre-C word. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that anymore. But the whole shebang that happened for a few years. Um, I think, yeah, I especially know, even me, I appreciate it so much more, even though I was such a live music go-getter. It's, but it's like my therapy now as well as singing and playing music, going and watching music. I feel like so many people have realised how, like, happiness boosting it is because it's yeah. just good environments whether it whether it's like your kind of genre or not I feel like live music you just go oh live music not oh DJ you know (laughs) actual people playing actual instruments and stuff yeah exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. no it is you're you're absolutely right and there is a lot of joy to be had in live music and um um yeah the joy is what we should all be about these days hence and back to Harry Styles we come with that word joy joy. well Brianna chasing boys I'm gonna say chasing girls chasing boys (laughs) see Harry Styles had twisted my brain around so all I was thinking about was the teenage girls in the audience you know what I mean yeah I'm I'm waffling now I'm gonna let you go and think about what you're wearing to Harry Styles and um and uh maybe you'll tap your toes to your own song while you're getting ready uh, maybe <laughs> or maybe <laughs> <the> Harry Styles. <laughs> well, I hope you have a great time there. Thank you for creating a great song for us to tap our toes to, and I'll look forward to your next song. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you for having me. It's been a fun chat. My <laughs> cheeks are hurting from smiling so much. It's been great. Mine <laughs> Thank too. <laughs> Thanks, Brianna. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.